You are listening to the Daily Homily for Magdala in the Holy Land. Jesus said, What is the kingdom of God like? To what can I compare it? It is like a mustard seed that a man took and planted in the garden. When it was fully grown, it became a large bush, and the birds of the sky dwelt in its branches. Again he said, To what shall I compare the kingdom of God? It is like yeast that a woman took and mixed in with three measures of wheat flour, until the whole batch of dough was leavened. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. It's understandable when people are very discouraged by the happenings in the world today. And I just gave that statement last evening from a conversation at lunch table that over a half a million soldiers, not counting civilians, have been killed in the Ukrainian-Russian war. Um, It's a horrible phenomenon uh, reaching proportions that were seen in the Second World War maybe in Cambodia and Vietnam, so many disaster areas around the world. We talk about the problems of human trafficking. It's another huge problem and nobody talks about it or made to do. There are a lot of activists, thanks be to God, we shouldn't be negative in that way. But sometimes what we can become is very depressed and very sad and in a certain sense deactivated. There's a a word, isn't there, in technology to activate something, activate this process, activate this switch, activate the phone, activate the computer, to activate. And sometimes we become deactivated. And the parables of today and and the first reading as well, very powerfully, are activating us. And one of the reasons why we don't want to be activated is we think it's such a big mess out there, there's no point. The house is burning and I'm not going to fix it with one cup of water. I'm not going to put out the fire. But the parables precisely come to address that. The mustard seed, the smallest seed, sow it, plant it. Don't give up. Plant the mustard seed. Put a little leaven in the big dough of society, a little leaven and it will transform. Imagine the state of things at the time of Jesus. The Roman occupation here, the, all the pagan culture around the world. And the Jewish people very sad because of all the occupation. Um, also a lot of corruption in the temple. It's, that's why the Essene movement rose up and the protest went out to Qumran, at least that's the theory that's explained to us about that whole development. Um, From Jesus' criticism in the Gospels about certain mentalities that were dominating in some of the religious leaders' circles, it doesn't seem to have been a very thriving situation religiously, and yet there was a huge practice at the temple. Very big throngs of people came for for, uh, sacrifice for the festivities to celebrate. So, we should not be discouraged because Jesus started out calling one Peter, problematic guy, sinks in the water, 
will deny him three times. He calls the other fellows, he calls the women, Mary Magdalene got seven demons out of her. But Jesus is sowing mustard seeds, mustard seed, one mustard seed, another mustard seed, another mustard seed. Another little bit of leaven here, another little bit of leaven there, another bit of leaven here, and it's beginning to grow. And that's the way it is. Every small deed with every child, every small deed with your spouse, every small deed for your elderly grandparents, every small deed counts. That's the point of these parables. And the fact that we're groaning in the world, this text is very powerful. It has been very inspiration for a lot of people that we read today. You know, for creation awaits with eager expectation. It wants to be set free from slavery to corruption. All creation is groaning in labor pains, even until now. So this is one side of it. We also groan within ourselves, to groan. Groan is the expression of pain, of struggle, of being crushed, of wanting to come out. It's longing for improvement, groaning, struggling. This is the reality of life. And if we combine this with the other text, that the fight's not just with material resources. The fight is with spiritual resources. The fight is between spiritual powers. Sow another mustard seed. Sow another mustard seed. It doesn't matter how small your mustard seed is. Put in another piece of leaven in the dough. Let it rise. The Lord has done marvels for us. One girl in Nazareth says, yes. And we have Christianity because of her one mustard seed at that moment. The woman decided after 12 years of bleeding to put her <coughs> finger out and touch Jesus. It's the faith when we saw the mustard seed. It's the faith when we reach out to touch Jesus. Peter's faith calling out, Lord, save me. That was David's faith. Uh, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. One mustard seed, another mustard seed, another mustard seed. Sow the mustard seeds. They can be very small. Your little cabbage patch might be very small. There might be some weeds and problems. It might be rocky in that. But find a little spot and sow the mustard seed. In a discouraged kid, in a discouraged worker, in a discouraged student, in a discouraged neighbor, sow the mustard seed. <laughs> Don't stop sowing the mustard seeds because it, the world looks horrible. Be the person to bring a mustard seed to somebody and say, would you like to sow this mustard seed in your garden? Try this. Try this hobby. Try, read this book. Or here, did you see this little story about this person I read today on the internet? Small little things. Sow mustard seeds, people. Let's sow lots of mustard seeds. And let's go back to the first reading and see what that says here. Creation awakes with eager expectation, the revelation of the children of God. Reveal yourself as a child of God. That means you believe, you hope, you love. Creation is waiting for us to reveal ourselves as children of God. To be revealed, that God, God will reveal it. It's not that we have to go out and put up a big poster board and say, I'm here, I'm a child of God. But it's the little acts of behavior, it's the commentaries, it's the reactions, it's the kind word. 
And then there's another beautiful uh, line here, that creation itself would be set free from slavery to corruption, and listen to this, and share in the glorious freedom of the children of God. You are free to sow mustard seeds, even in a jail. Imagine Maximilian Kolbe, one of my favorite ones, you know, you know that. And he does one kind act, sharing his little miserable rationed lunch with somebody who was sick. And another day, another one, another day, another one. He's sowing kind deeds. And one day he says, I want to take that guy's place. And he lays down his life. You know, this, this, this changed everything. It absolutely changed everything. One poor kid, uh, 800 years ago and a bit more, he, he's a rich kid, but he's one small dude in Assisi, and he follows the call to rebuild the church. Uh, he goes to build a ruin of a church that was nearby, and then he understands it's about transforming the church. But one person living gospel poverty changed the church of his time. Until this day, there are scores of thousands of Franciscans between brothers and nuns and all the different congregations. It's amazing. Uh, so the mustard seed. And then there's another beautiful line here. We know that all creation is groaning in labor pains even until now, and not only that, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit. One, you cannot believe in Jesus and say he is Lord unless in the Holy Spirit. That has to be one of the most beautiful ripening fruits in the mind and heart and soul of the disciple to say Jesus is Lord. And we who have the first fruits of the Spirit, who also groan within ourselves and wait for, for adoption, the redemption of our bodies. And we are saved within hope. Hope is, is great substance. Hope is real. Hope is not make-believe. Hope is having the victory already. Hope is even more than the down payment on the mortgage of the house because now you have the keys of the house. It's yours. You still have the rest of the mortgage to work on, but you have 20, 10, 20, 30 years to do that. But now you have your house, and you are working. Uh, hope is like that. It's already taking possession of something of which you don't have full possession yet, but it's an anticipated ownership possession. We're already a beachhead for the kingdom of God. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are glad indeed. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to learn more about Magdala, follow us on YouTube and on Facebook.